Nothing is going to add about 200 points at the open. In the commodities markets, Brent crude oil trading at $51.90 a barrel, slipping a little bit here in Asian trading. Gold is up at $1,593 an ounce, and the Japanese yen is at 108.3 against the US dollar this morning. Thank you very much for listening. Hope you can join me again tomorrow morning at 8 o'clock for Money Talk. The weather forecast for today, mainly cloudy, one or two rain patches in the morning. Maximum temperature of about 21 degrees. And the outlook is for it to remain cloudy with a few rain patches in the next couple of days. The temperature right now is 19 degrees and it's 82% relative humidity. Back check coming up after the 8.30 news with Hugh Chiverton and Ada Wong. Here with the 8.30 news, news is Samantha Butler. Mainland authorities have reported 125 new virus cases and 31 deaths. All the deaths were in Hubei province, the epicentre, raising the nationwide toll to just under 3,000. But in the past 24 hours, nine times more cases have been reported outside of mainland China than inside. Saudi Arabia, Tunisia, Morocco and Senegal have become the latest countries to confirm their first cases of the coronavirus. The person infected in Saudi Arabia came through Bahrain from Iran. There have also been four more deaths from the virus in the United States, bringing the total number of fatalities there to six. Earlier, the head of the World Health Organization, Tedros Adhanom Ghebreyesus, urged countries to continue their efforts to prevent transmission. Knowing and understanding your epidemic is the first step to defeating it. Korea's situation also underlines that this is a unique virus with unique features. This virus is not influenza. We are in uncharted territory. The government has cancelled the annual bun carnival that was to be held in May on Chengchow Island. The organising committee said it wanted to avoid gatherings to reduce social contact and the spread of the virus. The activities cancelled include the popular bun scrambling competition where competitors climbed a tower to grab as many buns as possible. Another prominent U.S. Democrat seeking the party's presidential nomination, Amy Klobuchar, has pulled out of the race. The senator from Minnesota's move comes the day before crucial Super Tuesday primary votes in which 14 states will decide who they want to take on President Trump. Here's the BBC's Barbara Plate-Usher. Amy Klobuchar had cast herself as a pragmatist who could win back the Midwestern swing states President Trump carried in 2016. She outlasted several Democrats who were better known and funded than she was, thanks to a strong third-place finish in New Hampshire. But she couldn't turn that into success elsewhere. Ms. Klobuchar plans to join Joe Biden at a rally tonight, reflecting a push to unify moderate voters behind Mr. Biden as a counter to the left-wing frontrunner, Benny Sanders. The Trump administration is ordering China's major state media organizations to cut the number of Chinese staff they have working in the U.S. Five media outlets, including Xinhua News Agency, will be required to reduce their total number of staff from 160 to 100. Here's the BBC's Feng Zhaoying. The move marks another escalation in the feud over foreign media between Beijing and Washington. In a statement, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo accused Beijing of increasingly harsh surveillance, harassment and intimidation of Americans and other foreign journalists operating in China. Mr. Pompeo said the U.S. has implemented this personnel cap in order to establish what he calls a level playing field. You're listening to the news on RTHK.
Good morning and welcome to Bank Chat. I'm Hugh Chiverton, your co-host today is Ada Wong. Ada, good morning good to morning, you. Good morning, Hugh. How is Hong Kong changing under the COVID-19 outbreak and what lasting changes will it bring? Large crowds are all travelling to the new territories, islands and mountain areas where they can enjoy themselves with more space, more fresh air and without masks. The same thing happened after SARS and led to much more activity outdoors here than generally before. And hygiene and better retail services were other legacies of SARS, as well as a big increase in the number of tourists. That was as a result of visa changes here. So what comes next in 2020? There's the jumbo restaurant closes for the foreseeable future. There are other Hong Kong icons that might pass away in the wake of COVID-19. Are we getting used to more flexible working hours, for example, and locations? Is distance learning? changing habits. Who is using the country parks? Are they prepared? Will they stay? Let us know your take, your answers. You can leave a message on our Facebook page, Bankchat on RTHK Radio 3. You can email us, bankchat at rthk.hk, or you can give us a call on our telephone number. It's 233-88266. That's 233-88266. Give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. Joining us for the programme today, we have with us now uh, Paul Zimmerman, who's a Southern District Councillor. Uh, Professor Ho Lok Sang, who's a Senior Research Fellow at the Pan Sutong Economic Policy Research Institute at Lingnan University, and Martin Williams, who's founder of Hong Kong Outdoors. Once again, backchat at rthk.hk is the uh, email address. Um, a lot of emails on uh, different topics, which I'll uh, read through the programme. Uh, just um, Mike Rouse, Mike Rouse, the story that never goes away. OK, um, Jim says... Uh, hi, Hugh. It's about time Mike Rouse got off his high horse on the wearing of masks. Uh, he sounds increasingly like a petulant child refusing to eat his greens. We're all aware that the wearing of a mask has a limited effect. However, it's axiomatic within the virology scientific community that it is one of a number of measures that can inhibit its spread. The wearing of masks for many of us is in deference to the feelings of the vast majority of Hong Kong's population who use public transport every day, no car, no driver, and live in cramped, overcrowded conditions. Rather than labour the issue of masks, it would be more productive if the matter of cleanliness, a key component in the spread of a virus, was prioritised. Our public facilities, toilets, public transport, taxis, streets and sadly our country parks are quite frankly a disgrace and well below the standard expected of a respected world city. And don't get me on smoking on Hong Kong streets. That comes uh, from Jim and uh, Ching. Ching says, Hi, RTHK, I couldn't agree more with the following comments by infectious disease expert Gabriel Lung of the University of Hong Kong in response to protests outside health clinics uh, on February the 29th. Would you rather have these Hong Kong patients walking around on the streets looking for clinics? Or would you rather have them going to a designated clinic which we put under very strict protective measures? Even if you're selfish, you would want them to seek help as soon as possible. Unquote. It's a matter of practicality and empathy. But then again, selfish people won't listen up, unfortunately. That comes from Ching. And uh, finally from Guy... Uh, who said this is addressed to the Centre for Health Protection. Uh, COVID-19 on hard services. The virus can apparently survive for days on hard services? Question mark. What concerns me is a scenario where a supermarket shelf stacker has the virus but is symptom-free, goes to work and stacks shelves with produce. Customers subsequently handling the produce will then pick up the virus, spread it around the store and then take it home? Question mark. I'll be grateful for your comments. That's uh, anyway addressed to the uh, Centre for Health Protection and uh, cc to me. And finally one, this is from Mr Tang, who says, if 
my memory serves, it's been more than six weeks since the first confirmed case of coronavirus was reported. The initial level of alarm and fear on the part of the population for COVID-19 are still there, but it seems people are starting to return to their normal life a bit. Restaurants are packed. Goods such as masks, hand sanitizers, bleach, rice and toilet rolls are available at grocery stores and supermarkets once again. Some Chinese restaurants that have closed for short periods are reopened. People are still practising hand hygiene and social distancing. Smokers still pull down their masks to smoke and some members of the public still insist on not wearing a mask despite repeated advice from listeners and health experts. Hong Kong embraces diversity, so be it. Students and teachers are getting used to live-streamed lessons, so perhaps this format of learning will become mainstream in the not-too-distant future. Teachers just need to make sure they have shaved or put on makeup to look more photogenic. What legacies would COVID-19 leave us? The top three must be stockpiling for a rainy day, live-streaming and online shopping. That's uh, Mr Tang's reading. Thank you very much indeed for that. Uh, Paul Zimmerman, good morning to you. Good morning. Um, what, are, what are your thoughts on what's going to stick around from from uh, uh, from this uh, disease? Um, uh, it was very striking with SARS, of course, the people flocking to the countryside, and that kind of made a lasting difference, I think, in uh, in Hong Kong. Do you, What do you make of the, what people are doing this time around? Well, I think the first thing is... Um people are going to entertain themselves on using the internet. Um, if you look at the 1930s uh, crisis uh, and the, 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 uh, the economic collapse, uh, the, the, uh, the industries that did well was radio, television and movies. Um, movies and so movies and radio uh, and, um, and then later on and, and, and entertainment and then the, later the television. So the... Um, so that's that's what uh, that's what, and, and I think this is this this is the age that the internet is going to do, and whether it's uh, distance learning or people sitting at home in bed with uh, their beloved and uh, watching a Netflix or shopping uh, shopping uh, online. shopping online. I, I think this is this is real the the, the real uh, this is where the internet will come to life and and be the the savior of uh, of the of this when we all have to do social distancing physically physically but also you know there's going to be a limit on travel people don't trust the airplanes uh, people don't trust the, the cruise ships uh, people don't trust the trains um so i think the internet is going to be able to get us uh, keep us keep the world going and i think that's where the the gain is um, and i think if anybody uh, is fearful about what happens in the stock market i guess uh, trying to pick your stocks uh, <laughs> on that basis too because that is what history um, has shown us uh, that uh, that those uh, uh, sectors are going to be the survival now of course you see people changing behavior um in uh, in, uh, in social distancing but the people going out of course to the country parks uh, uh, trying to get fresh air um I was uh, I was up in the mountains in Ma Shan on uh, on Sunday morning. I uh, I went really early, um, so about eight eight o'clock I started uh, the ascent to uh, to Nong Ping and then up uh, uh, to uh, to the highest peak that's overlooking there, Ma Shan and Chai Kung. And then you come across a few people, not many at that. Uh, I, at I, that did, time the, of I day. did the same walk. I did exactly the same walk about an hour after you. Okay, it is. Stunning, and I mean, we actually end up above uh, the low cloud base, uh, which is uh, fantastic. But by the time I get down, uh, it's uh, it's eleven o'clock, and uh, families walking up, people that I haven't seen in for years in the country park, 
families with grandma granddad and uncle and auntie and the kids and 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 in large groups hordes of people basically coming up the trails um which i think is st- stunning it's fantastic it's great and you can imagine why i mean you you're not supposed to go to the restaurant you're supposed to keep social distance so there's so many reasons um uh, you can so many so many limited things you can do now uh, but getting out and getting fresh air uh, and the, the escape from the, these confined areas uh, people are out there, and I think that it's fantastic that Hong Kong has that. And now, we, then, of course, you get issues like, okay, now what's your capacity, <laughs> and and what does people yeah, behavior Paul, um, in the parks? Yeah, the behavior. I want to get at: uh, are, are they really practicing the sort of etiquette that is appropriate for country parks and hiking trails? Uh, we have seen photographs of uh, masks being um, all over the hillside. And um, volunteers will pick up the mask and um, you know water bottles, um, you know behind mm. behind the. Yeah, no, the I, I totally agree, Ada. That is exactly what has happened. But to me, what I, I look at the positive side of it, I look at the the community response and the anger with the waste that is seen in the country park after the first weekends where we see the spike, and this weekend, I saw various people walking up with thongs and bags going up the country park trails and picking up and it was they didn't pick up their own stuff they picked up other people's stuff and i think that community response to you know kind of people becoming aware that that's an issue and then it goes viral and it goes into the new on the media social media and it goes in the newspapers and the people start responding to it and keeping and starting keeping clean then people see others picking up then they just start stop dropping but I think there's a little this education is necessary. I mean, I, I got a nylon bag, one of those little ones that you kind of frot together into a little pack in my backpack. And when I pick up stuff, I open it up, hang it off my belt. There's a clip on it and I can put things in it. I think that the people that go up in the country park that are not used to hiking will not have that little bag, a pick me a pickup bag. And so those are the kind of things that people will have to learn. And I, I'm sure these stories will come out and people see them through the social media. Um, and, and, and then this will start happening <clears throat> and, and the people's behaviors are starting to change. The other one is, that's important is that right now people concentrate on the known trails the big ones you know miles on tune go to go to the to the um uh, go up on the mountain and overlook saikung town um people that go up at uh, uh to uh dragon's back, peak so. people go to dragon's back exactly so they may not do the twins on hong kong island because they're pretty steep staircases and people don't like that a lot but the the the, the well-known ones those going to be very overcrowded but there are there are many more fantastic trails and people just have to get to know them um and uh, yes there will be then capacity issues in terms of transport to make sure that that is organized um and we have to remember that this is not SARS. SARS it was confined to Guangdong province and Hong Kong. This is global. This is going to last for a while. Um, these, these, the large number of people that are going to be using the country park is not just quick response to the, the few months that we're going to be with masks. This is going to go on for a while. So, and and the second thing we have to remember it's not just the ill the sickness and the virus spread the economic impacts of this are going to be great and i think we're going to see many job losses we already see that happening uh, many people that were on short-term contracts and uh, they're already not getting any work right now because uh, work sites are not open uh, restaurants are, are are not open or, or only very minimum operational staff um, and economic impacts of this now that's going going around the world we'll see 
uh, going to see the economy dropping around the world, that, that the whole wave will continue to roll through. Uh, so I think we're going to see see that. And then people are going to go hiking, not to stay away from having to wear a mask. It's because they're stressed. Okay. Uh, Holok Sang, good morning to you. Uh, good morning. Thanks for, for joining us. What, what do you think about people's behaviour in Hong Kong? What do you think might... Do you think there are lasting changes to uh, where we live in Hong Kong? Well, I... I, I'm hoping people will learn, uh, and uh, I can see that there's a lot of diversity in Hong Kong. Uh, some people are very uh, um, conscious about uh, hygiene, public hygiene, and they just want to make sure that uh, um, things will go right. But other other people uh, throw the garbage around, you know, the masks. Uh, they just uh, dispose the garbage anywhere they, they, they like, you see. So there's a big diversity, but uh, I agree that this is really quite educational, you know, because when when news uh, um, uh, uh, come out and uh, showing that some Hong Kongers actually pick up those garbage and uh, uh, take them away, you see, and I think that's very educational. And uh, um, that's human nature, you know, and so... Um, I, I hope that uh, people will learn, and, and, and I'm very disappointed when, when people protested at, uh, at those uh, designated clinic sites, and they, they just don't want uh, anything like that close to their homes. And, uh, but um, uh, it's very dangerous if you don't have uh, designated clinics, uh, so those suspected cases just go to the uh, regular you know, uh, emergency outpatient and so on. And, and then if they are infected, then they can spread the illness to all, to all the other people, you see. So every, every one of us will be endangered. So, so they have to think about it. And I, and I think um, uh, more uh, on this need to be uh, spoken out and uh, uh, discussed in the public. And, uh, and I really hope that, you know, those um, um, elected um, uh, representatives, you know, the district board members and other people who who actually are leading the protest against uh, those designated clinics, um, they really have to reflect and they have the responsibility, they have the civic responsibility to speak up uh, on uh, on behalf of all, all Hong Kong, Hong Kongers. Um. Dr. Ho, what, what about um, you know some of the um, far, far-reaching consequences of the way we live? For example, uh, in the month of February, um, a lot of people are working flexible hours. Um, yes. They do home office, and um, you know I've been having so many meetings on Zoom, and suddenly yeah, right. we uh, we can get things done without seeing each other. Yeah, Is that yeah. going to be a trend? Um, I think uh, our face-to-face discussions are. are are quite valuable and uh, I would think that this uh, internet meetings is uh, is a very good substitute but it's not a perfect substitute and um, um, face-to-face um, uh, dialogues is much much better if that is possible so I still you know I'm conducting my, my, my classes online and uh, uh, and I still would very much like to see my students you know, in the classroom and uh, have a face-to-face chat with them. Um, so, um, what, what, what have your students said? Because, you know, there might be students who find it more convenient to do it online. Of course, of yeah. course. Of course. Yeah. Um, so, uh, 
um, of course, it saves people's time, you know, travel travel time and so on. You see, but uh, um, there's a cost to, to to everything. You see, so you just balance uh, between cost and benefits. And I I would like to, you see, personally, I think that it's uh, you know, uh, in a lot of cases, face to face meetings are much much more effective. You know, and you 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 can actually. Um, uh, make make the students talk. You know when 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 you when you when you confront them in the classroom. You see, but uh, and of course students may not like that. But uh, um, in the um, when you're online, uh, uh, when people don't 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 talk and they they they, it's very difficult to get them mm. make them talk. You see. Well, how how does it compare with SARS? Do you think how is what's going on here? I mean, you were you were highlighting yeah those protests yeah, right, against right. against uh, local clinics and things. I don't remember yeah, those in two thousand three. Yes, um, I think uh, um, you see this time around uh, it is just uh, um, immediately following those uh, uh, very serious social unrest and protests and riots. You see, people's mentality is quite different. You know. Hong Kong society is much more divided than uh, during the time of SARS. And I recall that during the time of SARS, um, uh, it's really unthinkable that, for example, uh, these medical uh, workers would go on strike. You know, that, that would be totally unthinkable during the time of SARS. You see, but this time around, some, some people prefer, you know, to, uh, to make uh, this... Uh, 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 you know, to instigate this kind of strike at a very bad, very bad timing. You know, it's hurting people so much. You see, so. Um, uh, well, I'm not sure that anybody got hurt by that strike, uh, but uh, I think that a lot of people got their life saved because the government got under pressure to sort out the uh, the flow of the people across the boundary. So I think the Mr. Holder is a completely misrepresentation of the situation. Yeah, 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 we have yeah, to yeah, thank yeah, the healthcare yeah. workers for the fact that they yeah. made sure yeah, that the I, government took strong action. You cannot say that. here that yeah, they, that they, they, they broke they anybody in danger. Okay, hold on, sir. Yeah, yeah, they they have a point, but uh, as my colleague uh, Song Yanwing. Uh, 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 Pointed out, and I actually looked at uh, those cases, the, the, in, the infected cases. Um, it was um, on the uh, February 3rd that the strike started, okay? But since um, January 29, that was the last time when a mainlander was infected and, you know, uh, got, got, got the, uh, uh, the, the virus spreading around. You see? And uh, these frontline workers are also the ones who are most threatened with COVID. Okay, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on, Martin Williams, can you hang on? Just let Holoxang finish his thought. And you just cannot... You see, the fact is that you cannot disallow Hong Kongers coming into Hong Kong. You see, all of those cases that were... All those new infected cases after January 29 were Hong Kongers... And there was no, not the mainlander's uh, source that can be traced. Okay. That's not a mainlander also, also, issue. Hang on. Also <laughs> with us... Uh, so, uh, so it wouldn't uh, have been useful at uh, all. You see, even if the, even if, even if uh, the, the, uh, the, the border's entirely closed. Okay. Also and, with us... And I would also like to point out, I would also like to point out that I checked, you know, in Shenzhen, in Shenzhen, just across the border, uh, <laughs> the population is almost two times uh, that of Hong Kong. And they have not had a single 
case uh, for at least 14 days. The only case that was uh, that that was found was an imported case who came via Hong Kong into Shenzhen. And, okay. Uh, all right, all right. Um, also with us is, is uh, Martin Williams, founder of uh, Hong Kong uh, Outdoors. Mr. Williams, you wanted to come back on that, did you? <clears throat> I mean, yeah, because I think the, the healthcare workers, they know that during SARS, of which they didn't know bef- before it, that people died who were actually just treating patients in hospitals. Hospitals work, work became one of the most dangerous occupations during SARS. So for them, they are frontline. They, they, they don't want to be, be dying. We've seen maybe 18 medics died. 3,000-odd medics infected in China that we know about. There's probably figures that we really don't know. So to be on the front line of that kind of job, you don't want to also bring it home to your family. They know the threats. And so, yeah, you can say with hindsight, but some of this is, is also due, due, to, due to the travel restrictions. And China, too, has intense travel restrictions. Look at Hubei. Are, are you going to argue, argue about that? Where, where they don't even let people out of Hubei province almost. Mm-hmm. This has been so strong, or not even out of your own home. So, so, so the healthcare workers d- deserve an immense amount of sympathy. They're, they're courageous people who are going in, and they're not refusing to treat people. They're going in to treat them. They just wanted the government to, to import something. And we know since that, that Carrie Lam said, don't have them from China. Then as soon as Korea starts getting cases, we block, we block, block, block travel from from korea so so carrie lamb does recognize that we should block it but it's just mainland china being given yeah i mean her look saying because i know you're uh, martin is staying on but her saying you're leaving in five minutes or so i mean that is a big difference isn't it with sars i guess that um this is about this is fear of the mainland isn't it and this is closing the borders uh, uh, and so on sars didn't have that really have that element as I maintain, you have to think about the effectiveness. You see, the government has already uh, is already quarantining anyone who comes from from now. from the mainland. You see, and uh, now whether he's a Hong Konger, whether he's a mainlander, or or whether he's a, a, a foreigner. Uh, still, but know, so, so I mean, if you if you want to look at the kind of lasting lasting impacts, then this is kind of underlying, isn't it? The 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 distancing Hong Kong people have feeling from the mainland, isn't it? It's it's making that stronger, if anything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, yeah, yeah. But uh, as I as I maintain, even in Shenzhen, you know, they had effectively uh, um, kept the the city free from any new case for at least fourteen days. And similarly for Macau, you see, and Macau never closed its borders, you see, and, and mainlanders continue to come into Macau, you know, to do a lot of the work which uh, the, 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 the local Macau the local people would do. So there's no reason to go to Macau for a lot of people. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, but, but Macau needs mainlanders to, to, to help do the job, you know, a, a lot of it cleaning jobs and so on, uh, you know, uh, other, other things that uh, the local people wouldn't do. They, they need to, uh, uh, to, to import these uh, mainlanders doing the work for them. But, 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 uh, they, they never Dr. Ho, I, yeah, yeah. I, I think there's a sequence of events. Um, after the week of the strike, uh, Carrie Lam decided to close most of the borders and um, only, I think, the Macau Bridge and the Shenzhen Bay uh, were open. So that, course, that really yeah, greatly yeah, reduced yeah, yeah, the number of, course, of people uh, coming yeah. in. I think that is um, a direct result of, of the strike. Mm. So I think uh, the, the healthcare system is, is definitely yeah, the one of the long-lasting changes we're going to see. more important than, than, than so-called closing the border, you know, mm. making 
making sure that people coming from 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 uh, 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 infected uh, uh, places, you know, you you need to to um, um, quarantine them. And actually, at this moment, I I'm concerned about people coming from Italy. You see, and uh, uh, the uh, the Hong Kong government has decided that it is going to uh, uh, mandate uh, quarantining for people coming from. Uh, specific areas in, in, in Italy, but that is not good enough. You know, who is going to tell them that, oh, I, I come from Lombardy, you see, it's, it's really quite, quite stupid. Mm. And I think uh, um, the Hong Kong government should actually announce uh, uh, mandating quarantining uh, 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 visitors from, from Italy altogether. Well, this is going to go around the world, so um, uh, how are we going to respond to uh, the increase in uh, cases in New York City or in Washington State? Uh, I mean, all of these questions will have to be answered. So in terms of long-lasting yeah, differences... Very, very difficult, but, uh, but the, the, uh, the situation in Italy is much more grave. Um, yeah. So, but, so, but I think the long ter- long-term changes we're going to see is, I think, on the healthcare systems um, uh, and the triage before people enter a hospital. I mean, uh, in Hong Kong, the system would be that people would show up in A and E and they rub shoulders with everybody else who sits who sits there on on benches on seats right next to each other. They have a little area, sometimes sort yeah. of f- fenced yeah. off, don't yeah. they? Yeah, now no, 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 they're trying to invent that. In, in the UK, they are looking at uh, uh, triage by phone, so you have to make a booking via the phone system. In Holland, uh, you have to first go to your GP, and then you can only, with his referral, you can go to the hospital. So I think the, the hospital and the healthcare systems after this, and I think we're going to have a lot of questions yeah. okay. about how yeah. it operates. Well, we'll, I agree, I agree. Okay, well, we're going to c- continue the discussion after the news uh, at nine. Uh, do join in. Uh, give us a call, 233-88266. We'd love to hear from you, or you can uh, email us. We'll do our best to read out your messages, or you can comment on our Facebook page as well. Uh, Professor Holok Sang, thank you very much indeed for joining us from Lingnan University, a senior research fellow there and the uh, Pan Sutong Economic Policy Research Institute. The weather, many cloudy, a couple of rain patches this morning and at night. Uh, maximum temperature today, 21 degrees, 19 degrees at the moment, and the relative humidity is now at 83%. Back in three minutes' time. We have some differences, but... We do not think it's appropriate for the United States to take steps in interfering the work of journalists from China. You're listening to the news on RTHK. Welcome back. This is the back chat on a Tuesday morning. We're talking about uh, people travelling to new territories, people going walking, and uh, comparing that with SARS, looking at the long-lasting legacy in various dimensions uh, of COVID-19. Uh, we have with us Martin Williams, who's the founder of Hong Kong Outdoors, and uh, Paul Zimmerman, Southern District Councillor. Uh, your co-host today is uh, Ada Wong. As ever, uh, call us on two three three eight eight two six six. Chip in uh, with your thoughts uh, if you agree or disagree with anything that uh, people are talking about uh, or you can uh, send us an email backchat at rthk.hk or you can comment on our Facebook page okay um, uh, on Facebook Toffee M. Toff says think about it this is the largest social experiment to test the new norm working from home studying from home I hope companies that are held hostage to expensive rent by the same few developers are studying if there is any impact on work efficiency because this can massively reduce rent 5G is coming and broadband internet prices is dropping deploy capital investment in something else and Steve says this sudden influx into the country parks uh, and brought about a 
large increase of selfish and irresponsible vehicle owners parking on pavements and in the stupidest of places. Take, for example, Sai Kung. The parking on both pavements, roundabouts, private property, for example, is forcing people to walk on the road into speeding traffic. The police, even though getting many complaints, have done nothing. Once in the past month, they come and issue a pathetic $300 fine. Who will take responsibility once someone gets run over because we pedestrians are forced to share the same road as traffic? Please bring clamping or towing before someone gets seriously injured or killed. That comes uh, from Steve. I think there's certainly been a very big increase in illegal parking all over Hong Kong in, in the past six months or so. Um, Martin Williams, um, you spend a lot of your time uh, outdoors. What, what, what do you think of the, the, the influx of people? Do you think they're going to stay? Um, uh, do you think they're enjoying it? Um, I think yes and yes. I think that one thinks the virus is going to stay. Maybe this is going to be um, part of our lives. I think it's going to be pandemic. It's going to be very serious. And um, and as it is, and it's only just getting started now, um, unlike SARS that was kind of so dangerous for it, that, that, that we managed to kill it off um, more easily. Um, and while it's doing, yeah, people are going to get out and SARS made, did make a huge change and people enjoyed it enough that afterwards there was still a lot of people hiking. It wasn't that they totally went back to the shopping malls that seemed really dangerous in SARS. A sad thing for me is seeing people still wearing, wearing masks, <laughs> even, even, yes. even in the outdoors. And I just think, you know, rip them off. It's just really sad to see people even miles miles out hiking along a trail with a North Lanthouse, say, and, and people running by or wearing masks and beat families with kids. And how it is for small kids to be growing up and having to wear a mask and, and that kind of thing or walking around on Chung Chow where I live. And really, you, you, you essentially, you know, maybe a meteorite's going to land on your head more likely than, than you're going to catch this disease. It's really sad. But there is this uh, deep insecurity, um, you know, in, in all the communities in Hong Kong. Uh, even though there are nobody around you, people would still wear a mask. How, how do we get rid of that? I honestly don't know. I mean, telling people the science, and partly it's it's insecurity. Singapore, we've, we've seen a guy in, in the government saying you don't need a mask and giving a very eloquent speech about the disease and, and how it's spread and how it surfaces and this. But in Hong Kong, Carrie Lam says something and, and they don't trust him. And what a flip-flop. One minute they're trying to make masks really legal, then, he should, then, then, they, then the government all appear in masks, then Carrie Lam takes a mask off, but the... The, the, the nurse lady who's become health secretary for some reason um, is wearing a mask sitting right next to it. It's kind of bewildering for people and it's an invisible threat. But the idea that it's actually in the air around us like some zombie apocalypse thing is, is not right. So, you know, and I also worry that people are focusing on masks. And, yeah, I saw someone the other day said he'd been two or three public toilets with no soap. I was in a restaurant yesterday, there was no soap in the toilet, and I told the, the staff, because these are, these are the more important things, especially toilet spread and touching, touching taps, touching door handles, touching handles on the MTR trains. All this kind of thing is probably much more of a threat. Mm. But people put a mask on, it's almost like, well, that's it, I'm kind of protected now. But you, you, you're just not really, it's, it's, it's a mirage of protection. Mm. 
Well, I think the, 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 the mask issue will settle. Uh, you know, nobody trusted the numbers out of Wuhan and then and, and nobody knew exactly the behavior of this virus. And as, as with time goes on and, and we're getting reliable data and more trustworthy data from uh, from different parts of the world, I think that the mask issue will sit. But I totally agree with you, the, uh, the hand washing. Um, so I, I, I actually made a trip uh, to get out of town last weekend and I was in Bali. And uh, I was at a, several restaurants had these hand wash basins right at the entrance uh, because that's they always had that. And I just realized how you know that's a good thing for Hong Kong if you want to get people to come back to the restaurants. I like to see people when they walk in that they wash their hands, not that you have to go to the back of the restaurant, open up a door, open up a second door, wash your hands, walk out again, touch two doors. It would be fantastic if all the restaurants have uh, hand wash basins right at the entrance instead of just a little bit of spray of alcohol. Um, I think it would do a lot to uh, to get more confidence, but at least some kind of a, a design for restaurants where there is that no touch to get to the hand wash basin and no touch to get from the hand wash basin back to your table. I think those are the kind of things that will be very practical and very good to do. Three things I remember from SARS um, is uh, one is people going outside and, and the, the country parks getting more crowded and then I think arguably people um, enjoying the outdoors and, 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 and maybe even moving to the new territories, maybe people moving, wanting a little bit more space, getting away from the urban environment uh, uh, a little bit. Um, the other was uh, the concern about hygiene because we didn't really know how stars saw spread, mm. did we? So that was a big thing, wasn't it? Cleaning up the streets and so on. And you people had... stopped spitting before people stopped... SARS. People yeah. were spitting in the street after SARS. Nobody was spitting in the street, and that kind of kind of you sort of coming back slowly a little bit over the years. But spitting wasn't was everybody was spitting in the street. Very little no spitting these right days. after SARS. There was no more spitting yeah. in the street. The, the other and the other thing I was struck me was um do you remember there was a big campaign about um smiling and about improving customer service mm. and being more welcoming and so on and that kind of made a difference didn't it and that and people's people in the shop seem to be nicer uh, and so on i think i, I think that's yeah. that's going to be hopefully but i don't know whether that's going to be repeated well, well I, my my worry is that, that the retail business will will see mm. a major overhaul because people are very happy, you know, getting things online. So are they going back to the shopping malls when things are calmer? Uh, we we don't know. Um, my friends are all getting you know every single thing uh, from, you know, from online purchases at home, and so I think the only danger is the contact with the delivery person, whether it's uh, dinner or whether it's uh, clothing. I, mean, I, I agree. I think the shopping behavior will change. I mean, uh, when, as people get used to it, um, we're going to see that, that change. But then the question for Hong Kong really is how are we going to re respond to that? Uh, we, we just In my district, the Jumbo restaurant has closed down now. So that's a number of job losses. Uh, there are uh, you know, job losses throughout the district. Do you think that's, that's going to stay closed? Well, it's for the I, I foreseeable mean, future, isn't for it? For the foreseeable future, and then you know, is that going to come back that restaurant? Now, am I completely unhappy with Jumbo Restaurant? I mean, it was a major polluter in Aberdeen Harbour, and mm -hmm. oil was leaking into the water. So I'm not 100 uh, percent unhappy with that. That thing is going to be overhauled, and if it comes back in a better shape and form, that will be great in the future. But I think the, the critical thing for Hong Kong is. What are we going to do with our economy? Where the jobs going to come from? Um, the, you know, the the international finance.
seen is going to change now with the markets ruckus that is going on, and that's not going to stop for a while. International trade trade war has 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 gone through a major change already, and people will really rethink their supply lines. So that's going to have a major, long-lasting impact on Hong Kong. So then, where are the jobs in Hong Kong going to come from? And I think we really got to have a new focus. I mean, because well, of course after SARS, the, the, the we got an enormous increase in tourists, didn't we? And they changed their visa rules. So and that was to sort of that was the same, cheer yeah. us up after SARS. I don't think that's going to work this time around. Exactly. So you have to find new growth drivers in, in Hong Kong. And I haven't seen Edward Yao coming out with some real thinking on this. And I think that this is what's going to require the whole of the Hong Kong community to really start thinking about where their job's going but to come just, from. But just, you know, small Ed- bits Edward of... Edward Yao and thinking are almost an ox- uh, words in the same sentence, <laughs> oh, aren't they? Oh, really? What is Edward Yao paid for? We could have a whole programme. Well, you couldn't really because it wouldn't last very long about what, what he's doing for his money. And so many of the government officials, maybe they're going to be doing that, but for, for all the money they've got, they should be coming up with things. But then it comes back, you know, all these face masks reflect a lack of trust in the government, I think. Yeah, so we have to do it ourselves. That's a terrible thing at a time of uh, a pandemic coming on. Yeah, but then but we then have to do got, it ourselves. Trump doing this. Yeah, I think, I think we're going to end up doing a lot ourselves. Mm-hmm. And businesses working out, and schools how to how to do classes from home. M- more of how how does home working? How do, how does that that work out? We hear about it, but suddenly Hong Kong is now doing it and, and cutting down the social distancing. How do we work it out? And and what kind of meetings and what kind of events are we able to tolerate? How far apart? You know, Beijing apparently is stipulated to something like two point five square meters per person in a, in a. Sh- in a supermarket, so you're not supposed to be really close to other people. Mm-hmm. We're not going to probably have laws like that, but people will do things like this. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because Holmstein is earlier was concerned about this distance learning being difficult, and he and he wants people to be back in a class so he can eyeball them, and, he, and therefore then he, it's easier for him to provoke responses from them. But I, I think this is exactly what you do now with with Zoom. Some type of meetings work very well with Zoom. If you go beyond a number of people, like I got meetings with 25 people, they don't work very well on Zoom, but you can brief people on using Zoom. But then if you want their responses, you have to send out the survey afterwards and make sure people say yay or nay to things because you've not been able to eyeball everybody and get the consensus in the room. So you have to start developing new techniques of getting that consensus. I think that is what ex- not exactly what everybody's experimenting with. All the educators are trying out new mechanisms and they see what works and what doesn't work. So by the end of this, they will get really good at it. And new products, new methods, new methodologies will come out of that. And they will stick. Some things will stick around. And then uh, that, that, that will be the change. And we're all going to stay in our homes glued to the computer. No, we're going to go up then uh, we do the stuff that we quickly need to do when you sneak out and go up on the mountains well, and make sure well, nobody Paul, photographs I, us. <laughs> well, you know, the downside is that you know, when we, we have still have a very big wealth gap, and I know that um, you know those families who live in very very small apartments, and they uh, the kid only has a has a mobile phone. They don't really have a laptop. Uh, they find it very difficult to follow instructions online, and they were very you know they couldn't really hand in homework. Um, I was told by a teacher that 17 years ago uh, during SARS that um, they, if they want to give a test to the students, they meet at the MTR station. Hmm. So the teacher will stand there and the students will go and say hi and get their test papers. 
and then, you know, give them back to the teachers when they're done. Um, I'm not sure whether this kind of very short face-to-face meeting uh, should be should be implemented, you know, in addition to online. And also, um, you know, the online presence is not only about homework, but it's about um, um, caring and, empathy, you know, yes. empathy, mm. uh, chatting with the students mm. and, and not going diving into, you know, textbook chapter one. Um, but uh, most of the teachers are not doing that yet. No. So, so we need a paradigm shift. Uh, e-learning is not just replicating what you do in class, and and doing this online on Zoom. And and this kind of paradigm shift, I think, um, you know, is a question that we have to really ponder. And and you know, we we have to have deep thinking on this. So when when you mentioned that you know most people don't trust the government, it's because they don't have foresight. They don't see the paradigm shift coming. So for example, the jumbo seafood restaurant. I don't think it can reopen, but. Uh, tourism, you know, in the Southern District could come in different forms. So, for example, you know, people will go to Aberdeen and they see the place and they will hike up to the reservoirs and they will hike all the way up to the peak. And that's ecotourism, that's more greener living. And that might be coming too. Yeah, no, so Martin uh, Williams has been very active on this uh, local ecotourism. He's written books. And, and uh, Martin, you've done a lot on this. Yeah, I've given, it, I've given it a try. And now it's another time for it to boom. Um, possibly. I mean, we've seen, like, the Chung Chow, again, where I live, and it's something of ecotourism, you don't always think of it as that, but certainly outdoor restaurants, where for a time, and it was almost like the first shock hitting of, of, of this, that there were several restaurants shut during the week, there was, like, black along the thing, and then people have started coming and, and going out and, and maybe out for a walk, but also an outdoor restaurant is it, thing. I mean, I've looked back at the Spanish flu and, and our articles, and I've seen pictures like a guy giving a, phys- a university physics class outdoors. It looks pretty cold, and they're sitting at, at the, looks like the university sports ground, and at a church congregation that was outdoors and things. That was part of their adaptation during during the Spanish flu, which lasted a couple of years. And so for this, we're going to have to look for that kind of innovative, and it has to be a balance, and yeah, you do need meetings face to face but if we reduce it as society then that should help reduce the transmission of the disease we're not going to stop it but we're going to reduce its transmission and slow it down and so that the hospitals are not too overwhelmed all at once with a massive surge of cases that's one of the crucial things that that we're looking for with with quarantine and things that don't stop them but they slow things down and, well, but you know the, the balance we you can't be just at a standstill in hong kong and it's, it's what about what about what Herlock Sam was talking about about the um, the protests because I don't remember those in two thousand and three protests about about clinics in your district and and things like that Um, yeah Martin Williams do you think there's a whole different kind of feeling a different dynamic in Hong Kong now well I think there's that mistrust in the government and I mean I mean people throwing you know people throwing petrol bombs at clinics and and so on that certainly didn't happen does come from from the protests before but also i don't remember that there was a great need to have clinics and the idea of quarantine there weren't pictures coming out of china of you know sports stadiums filled with camp beds or anything like this mm. because it, this it was more centered really, here actually really, wasn't it? Really, really different disease this has already killed more people than sars and mers combined i believe it surged past it in you know we'd never heard of it just a, a, a month couple of months ago all of a sudden it's global headlines it's going to increase and yeah it's it, it is alarming but for the government could they look at some of the army bases who 
they're looking at Disney. What about the Disney resort hotels that 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 are sort of out out of the way? We're going to have to be looking at this, and in the end, people in in quarantine and in recovering facilities will have to be near us. But the disease is not going to travel a hundred meters from a place to you. It's it's you know it's it's not going to do like that unless you know you've got toilet pipes linked and things. And and that's you know the fear of it from the zombie apocalypse fear that is out there somewhere. And if it comes closer, I'm probably going to get it. But no, you're not. But you almost need someone to cough in your face or to be. Most of them are close contact. The churches, the prisons, the cruise ship, people having dinner at home or, or living in, in close quarters. You're generally not getting this via via just it's around somewhere and you mm. just catch it. Uh, okay. It's important to start learning that and get that info out there, really, because we'll have to live with it by the look of it. All right, a lot of emails on, on different aspects of, of this. Thank you very much indeed. Backchat at rthk.hk. Or call us, 233-88266. Richard says, uh, Hi, Backchat. Clean, fresh air is nice for a change in mm. Hong Kong. With manufacturing curtailed on the mainland, the skies are now clear. Totally. Uh, says uh, Richard. That's Not true. just here alone, also Wuhan, Hubei. If you see the pictures, it's massive change. And uh, S says, I would like to commend the Philippines government for taking decisive and timely action regarding the closure of borders and taking immediate precautions. The WHO is way behind the progress of the virus spread and initially all it did was demand donations and pull wool over the eyes of the world. It is continually following the spread of the virus and broadcasting to the world what we already know, preaching to the converted. Wonder if the head of the WHO is willing to resign. That's uh, Mm. from uh, S. Uh, And... Pete says, online shopping. Have you tried shopping with Welcome or Park and Shop online? Uh, I have had an order with Park and Shop for over three weeks. It remains in my account, and every now and then they send me an email asking me to complete my order. When I try to check out, I find there are no delivery slots available for the following seven days, so I can't check out. The situation with Welcome is much the same, except I have to start the order from scratch before finding they won't deliver. That comes uh, oh, wow. from Pete. What are some learning there to be done, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. There are other, other online uh, shopping sources available, uh, Pete, I guess. Um, OK, Drake uh, says, Holok Sang said that people's mindset are different and it's unthinkable that medical staff would strike during SARS. What on earth is he speaking? That's totally misleading to ignore the fact that the mindset of the government is very different this time. Compromising public health with po- political considerations and ignoring suggestions from infectious disease expert. Ho knows nothing but blame the people. That comes from, uh, from uh, Drake. Uh, John in Kowloon says, Spackchat, one long-term impact from COVID-19 will be that foreign companies will reassess their supply chain structures, specifically their current over-reliance on China as their principal manufacturing base. This will certainly prompt them to seek alternative sourcing options outside China, mainly in alternative low-cost Asia manufacturing hubs such as Thailand, Vietnam, India, Bangladesh, etc., as well as their domestic markets. China's inevitable loss of market share in the global supply chain will be another nail in the coffin for Hong Kong's port operations, which have been in constant decline for the past two decades. That's from John in Kowloon. Oh, so we don't need Lantau. We can now redevelop the Chin container port. Okay. We don't need to build a big island exactly at Lantau. That it's maybe it's a good, uh, a good rethink needed here. Okay, uh, and uh, Andrew F., this is addressed to you, Zimmerman. 
Uh, Andrew F says, Paul, I've always respected you as a voice of reason, but you just stated in a very definitive manner that losing a significant proportion of Hong Kong's frontline medical staff for over a week did not impact healthcare provision and ultimately lives. You can't possibly know this for a fact, and I'm not sure you're qualified enough as a medical expert to make such a sweeping statement, although maybe it'll give comfort to those cancer patients who had their chemotherapy sessions postponed and rescheduled. I respect your pro-democratic stance. I'm in favour of universal suffrage myself, but you appear to have drunk the yellow Kool-Aid now. And given its colour, I have to warn you, probably isn't Kool-Aid. If the government had suspended or fired 10% of frontline staff in retaliation, as some who've drunk the blue Kool-Aid advocated, are you seriously going to tell me you'd be on here arguing it didn't affect healthcare provision and ultimately lives? Profoundly depressing to hear you go this route, Paul. That comes from Andrew F., you want to, to respond to Andrew? I mean, the, uh, I, I, what I understood very well from uh, those who were very actively involved in the uh, in the medical uh, protest was that they were extremely careful to make sure that the provision the provision of services was not impacted, and it was very important to get government to pay close attention to the the, the capacity of the healthcare systems in Hong Kong and make sure that they would take necessary action to make sure that the healthcare system would not be overloaded with patients. And I'm glad to see that the government respond. I'm glad to see that. The response was made, but it was only made after the pressure was 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 given. So I I think we have to be grateful that it all went that way. And I must say it was it was voted on to go out to make this action. And then at the end of the week, when the the second the, the voting came out on to stop the election uh, to stop these strikes, um, that was a good decision too. So you see democracy at work, and I think that was all for the right reasons, and the right actions came out of it. And I think right now you might question, for myself, when the 10,000, um, you know, whatever it's supposed to be, a vote vote winner for before the LegCo election, I don't know what the government really wants. I would much rather let, that the government right now was looking ahead and buying more ventilators and uh, prepare, prepping the ICUs so that they're not going to get so overloaded, mm. looking at what's happened with Wuhan and that, where they're just overwhelmed. And that is one of the great fears of this, 15, 20% of people might need intensive care with, with, with this. I know a lot of people dismiss it and say, well, it just, just kills a few. But it's, it's partly that. Yeah. And the government hasn't, that I've seen, you know, really invested in that. We've got some yeah, you know, quarter cabin things going up, but we could really do with uh, that look ahead and saying, you know, we're doing this, we're, we're, we're doing that. In America, they've just bought a building in one, one place ready for quarantine and things. But here we're, we're, we're going to be behind the curve. We had a government boasting that, oh, we're ready for a virus and ready for an, uh, like a pandemic. As soon as it came to let's get some face masks, they failed. Yeah. Then the government failed to even get a manufacturer to do it. Well, I think there is blatantly obvious, you know. Yeah, I, th I think there's some other issues there as well with our healthcare system. All the clinics in in office buildings throughout the city um, are those. Uh, it's is the uh, the access and uh, the entrance and accesses and then the egresses for the for these buildings is that suitable for people that have a disease? Um, so these questions are really out there. I know that some of the buildings have actually tried to designate certain elevators for the floors where the doctors are on and. And then try to separate them from others, but they have real difficulties doing that. Well, we, How are we going to get organised with our district clinic systems? How do people book 
and access to hospital beds without having to sit in the waiting room infecting each other. All of those issues have not been sorted out and they need to be I, sorted I, I out. I thought we dealt with that in 2003. We had uh, like two to three uh, reports uh, after the SARS uh, epidemic and um, that there was one big medical building missing. As you know from the electrical papers, uh, we, we now have an infectious disease building in Princess Margaret Hospital, but that's about it. Um, I, I was told that um, you know two more buildings should be built, but then uh, it didn't happen. So, uh, despite the recommendations, despite uh, all the uh, you know all the suggested uh, the uh, improvement of practices, um, things are very slow. Yeah, but it's the HA. I mean, the HA is the one I believe is the most cumbersome uh, uh, decision-making apparatus that we have in with our healthcare. And I think Gabriel Lung would totally agree that we have some issues there where the decision-making within our healthcare system right now is really bogged down. I see that with the redevelopment of the Queen Mary Hospital and the, the, the sluggishness in decision-making and all the various departments that are involved, including the different sections within HA itself. It is a very poor decision-making uh, system at the moment and uh, that needs to be resolved okay some more emails lots of emails <clears throat> james says uh great to see the hong kong public library has increased the number of books available online from about five thousand titles to more than eleven thousand. maybe it's the new era of paranoia but not keen to touch the hard copies of library books for the time being take this time to read more books uh, hong kong library is a great service that uh, testimony from uh, james thank you very much indeed for that and uh, a few uh, okay a guy asks for a guy who sent a, the comment to the center of health protection about covid19 on hard services says any comment from martin or paul please i'm not uh, i'm going to refer that to a doctor because i think i think your question is kind of a medical one and i don't think martin or paul are qualified to answer so i think what's the question thing i'm not telling you <laughs> uh, okay uh a few on the issue of masks uh gene says uh hello enjoying your program just for fun when you're out see how many mask violations are committed so far i have seen talking on the phone with mask touching the outer mask with the phone uh touching inner and outer mask and then touching face uh grubby masks on dining tables uh the worst is removing the mask to cough and sneeze well is that what's that to keep it clean question mark uh while hiking in Sheko, lots of discarded masks on the hillside the list goes on but too hard to type on the phone so it mm. comes from gene thank you for those so true. Uh, mask on to chin to have a smoke is a good one as well yeah and uh uh, Paisley says on the subject of hikers wearing masks, I thought we'd enjoy this pic. And there's a picture of um, two uh, holiday makers who've got big um, tan lines as, as if they've been wearing masks uh, all day. And they've uh, so they've come from Italy. Uh, Griff says, uh, Griff says, I'm tired of hearing debate and counter debate about masks. Mm. Uh, what we uh, what we are hearing far less about during this crisis is recovery. What does the recovery of yeah. those infected entail? What are the lasting effects, if any, and what is the recovery path? So far, it seems that people confirmed with the virus remain in treatment for a long time. Can we learn more about these key issues than endlessly ruminating about Mike Rouse's informed decision to breathe naked in public? That question... Uh, I was just, re just reading about that, and um, it can maybe just recur in people, so that's kind of quite scary. They talk about reinfection, but it might be that it went undetectable and that it was still in their body and then has come back a bit. Yeah. So this is one of the scary things to maybe learn about COVID-19. 
nicely. Yeah, but with the hard learning from people from in Wuhan right now, it's, it's, it's a problem with the lack of information flow between ch in China. I mean, that's the real problem. If we could hear from the patients, if we could hear from people that suffering there, that recovering there, we'd hear the stories, the, me the news media would report on that freely, then people would have the chance to learn. Now we have no chance to learn. We have to wait for other people to get sick elsewhere. Okay, and... Uh Oh, no. This is from Mary, uh, who says, Dear Back Chat, uh, bearing in mind that the coronavirus is spread via droplets, could we finally have zero tolerance for defective air cons that pose a common hazard for pedestrians? This is something that came up very much in SARS, wasn't it? Uh, Mary continues, FEHD has been for years issuing warning letters to perpetrators, but rarely follows up with prosecution for non-compliance. But now we have almost 7,000 premises housing folks under quarantine. So in view of the prevalence of this health hazard, there are certainly dozens if not hundreds of buildings with this problem uh, on this list and uh, that's the list of uh, quarantine places with quarantines uh, but don't hold your breath as the likelihood of any effective action is as remote as the spotting and hfehd handing out fines for littering last time i spotted one was at least five years ago that comes uh, from mary thank you very much indeed uh, mary and um Oh, Andrew F. is back. Give us a call, Andrew. Well, it's too late now, actually. Uh, who says, uh, with the subject line, nonsense, Paul. Uh, Andrew F. says, if the actions of a healthcare union formed in the summer by hardcore radicals, such as fired cafe staff, and having a membership that's a tiny, major tiny minority of healthcare workers now counts as, quote, democracy in action, unquote, then you might as well argue that Carrie Lamp was democratically elected. Just absurd. That comes uh, from uh, Andrew F. And Pete, who had the comment, earlier about the difficulties of online shopping says Watson's Wine delivers but not groceries well, that's, the, that's the last we're going to uh, Pete, thank you very much indeed for that thank you for the emails on uh, other subjects uh, as, uh, as well uh, Larry, I think we might be turning to uh, American politics, Super Tuesday um, tomorrow to uh, make a change, uh, in the meantime thank you very much indeed to our guest, Martin Williams, founder of Hong Kong Outdoors, joining us on the line and uh, Paul Zimmerman, Southern District Councillor, thank you very much indeed, a Many thanks to you and Herlock Sang in the first part of the programme today. The weather, many cloudy, a couple of light, light rain patches uh, around this morning. Temperatures up to about 21 degrees, 19 degrees now, and the relative humidity is at 82%. To fight the virus together, we must protect ourselves and others and reduce social contact. Stay at home as far as possible. Avoid social gatherings and don't go to crowded places. Work from home if feasible. Don't shake hands with others. We should also avoid meal gatherings. Let's adopt these measures to prevent the spread of novel coronavirus in the community. For more information on fighting the virus, visit chp.gov.hk. 934, the news now with Samantha Butler. Liberal Party leader Felix Chong says it's reasonable to increase resources for police given the rise in crime and social unrest. The police commissioner, Chris Tang, has been defending the 25% funding increase for more manpower and weapons announced in last week's budget. But Mr Chong criticised the government for using police to try to solve the social unrest. Mainland authorities have reported 125 new coronavirus cases and 31 deaths, raising the nationwide death toll to just under 3,000. But in the past 24 hours, nine times more cases have been reported outside of mainland China. Saudi Arabia, Tunisia, Morocco and Senegal have become the latest countries to confirm their first cases. And the Trump administration is ordering China's major state media organizations to cut the number of Chinese staff they have working in the U.S. Five media outlets, including Xinhua,